You are now listening to Bet Your Ash with Cornelius and McGee. Bet Your Ash. I'm McGee. That's Cornelius. Way, way over there. <laughs> and we always start at the same place. What are we smoking today, my friend? Well, we need to define the where, way over there part first. <laughs> okay. I mean, well, when we say way over there, we're not Studio A, Studio B. We're nope. more like Studio C for Colorado and Studio <laughs> F for Florida. That, that's about right. I am in Florida and you are in Colorado. But more importantly, I am sitting outside of my trailer and... Um, you are going to hear background noises while we do this, I'm sure. And one of those background noises that you might hear occasionally are really big airplanes very close to my head because I am right next, right next to a very large airport. Well, it seems, it seems like you got the uh, disco lights on out there. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. I have this light bar on my awning when it comes out. The yeah. problem is... My light bar is somehow stuck on this flashing light setting, and I can't get my remote to change it to a solid color. And uh, it's either it's either flashing lights or no lights. So, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm really getting a '70s disco vibe every time I look at the uh, screen and see you there. So, <laughs> yeah, it's party time, baby. <laughs> Man, we got we got all kind of sports news that can affect betting. Wait a minute, things like what that. Are you, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are you smoking? I am smoking a Connecticut Plan B. Oh, but because we're go. in two different locations. The other question is, what are you smoking? I have one of my favorites. It's a classic. It's the Perdomo Champagne, tenth anniversary Champagne. Ah, yeah, it, it was it was the last one I had in my humidor, and. Uh-huh. Uh, that's yeah, perfect for a humid night because it is humid. Yo, so, hey, before we get into sports, and there's some stuff to talk about, and also, like, I just haven't talked to you in a while, so we can just catch up. But yeah, what do I need to know now that I'm living in a place where the humidity is in, like, the high 80s as far as cigar storage or care or anything like that? Um, so you probably still will need some sort of humidor with a hydrometer, uh, which you probably won't need is you will not need um, any uh, hydration. You won't need any, like, Bovitas or anything to keep it at 72. You probably want to make sure that if you leave it out on, let's just say, a rainy night or something like that, you probably want to make sure it doesn't stay at 100%, you know, or something and just blow up and become, you know, waterlogged and all of that, you know. Uh, in your case, with no humidification, um, you probably want to make sure that it doesn't over-humidify. So I should actually get some, if I get any, if I, if I notice on the meter that it's, it's extra high consistently, I should probably get some Bovita packs to pull it down a little bit, some lower numbers, huh? Absolutely, because the Bovita's, will take in uh, humidification if it goes over the percent marked on the pack. So, yeah. 
That's good to know. Good knowledge. See, that's what that's what people come to this podcast for. They come for information, man. They come for, yeah, for knowledge, baby. Um, yeah, man. So I, I made it here. I didn't. Yeah. I, I I only made it about a quarter of the way with the trailer, and then I it was crazy, man. The wind with Kansas was blowing it, and it was just I was going like fifty, and it was no fun, and it was taking forever. So I literally just hired some like a transportation company to pick it up. And haul the trailer the rest of the way from Kansas. Really? And then I hopped back in the truck and I went 90 and I went and I visited my friends and I had a good time and et cetera. And I saw Jimmy Trifecta. And then uh, I went, by the time I got to South Florida, the trailer was already here waiting for me. It was great. Wow. <laughs> it nice. was great. Nice. Yeah. So did you just find a place in Kansas, pull up and. Yeah, I posted up at a campground for two nights. It was really nice. Shout out to. To, to Dwight at the, uh, the, the, the KOA in Salina, Kansas. Um, and I, I hired a, a, like, you know, I got in touch with like an RV hauling company, a transport company. And um, I actually left the trailer there and they came and picked it up like a day later or two or two days later. And I hopped back on the road and I, and I did it moving. Nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, safety first. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, was, it was a good decision. And, you know, past, once I got past where I was at, I started getting into some serious hills and mountains, and you know, it's just, it, it, I made the right decision. I realized real quick <laughs> I made the right decision. So. It's a really big trailer. It's there's a picture on our Instagram. So if anybody yeah. listening is curious, it's at Bet Your Ash Pod on Instagram, and then you know we're also it's the same for Twitter and Facebook, but the picture's on Instagram. So if you want to see how big the trailer mm-hmm. I was hauling, it's I mean it's enormous. So. Well, I think it's a good thing that. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it serves no purpose if you bring your your trailer there, and by the time you get there, you're pulling it sideways. That then serves no purpose. Real talk, buddy. Real talk. <laughs> yeah. So you're there. You're all relocated. Yeah, I'm getting settled. I was only here for a couple nights, and then I I I, I flew right back to Denver for the weekend. But yeah, um, how, you got to tell me how that uh, bad boy uh, oh, boy clad. I mean, Big I'm boy. sorry. Big boy. What that? that would be a whole different concert. That'd be a whole whole different boy, concert. Uh, Wu Tang Clan and the Colorado uh, Symphony. So, how, how did that go? So I went both nights. I went Friday night to Red Rocks, which is like legendary venue, really special outdoor amphitheater, historic performance. Right? Like you have the Wu Tang Clan with with the Colorado Symphony, and what basically what they did is on the screen behind them. They had Enter the 36th Chamber playing, uh, which is the movie that they sampled the most of all of the kung fu movies that they sampled a lot of. And the, the symphony was scoring the movie live. And when they would get to parts of the story or samples that the Wu-Tang Clan used, the, the, the score that the symphony was performing would slowly evolve into the instrumental. And out would come... The, the Wu-Tang Clan members that would rap on that song, and then they would disappear back off to the side as the symphony evolved back into the score of the movie, and that kept happening throughout the movie. Like, it was really, really uh, incredible high art kind of performance. It was, wow. it was special. And then yeah. the, the next night was at Mission Ballroom, and I had never been there before. The place is brand new, and they thought of everything. Neil, I really think it's a perfect venue. It's spacious. It sounds great. The technology is, is 
super high end. So like the video screen behind the performers is enormous. Like the 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 it really there's like tons of bars, tons of bathrooms. There's there's different vantage points to get different perspectives. It's really a, a special venue. They really nailed it. And it was even cooler of a performance there because of the technology. Because uh-huh. every, you were able to engage more with the video aspect of the multi, uh, you know, the multi-genre kind of performance. It was, it was, it was amazing. And, and Big Boy and Sleepy Brown crushed it. Those guys throw a party. It was, it was a little bit of a different juxtaposition, whereas Big Boy and Sleepy Brown like threw, threw down like party music. And then the Wu-Tang Clan and the Colorado Symphony came out and did this like high art special kind of performance, but it wow. was a uh, but it was a great night. I mean, it was it was really it was really special. Both nights were really special. I had a great time. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. It was it was cool. It was something I never expected. You know, it was it was a cool performance. Very cool. Nice. Yeah, and my parents were proud of me because I went to the symphony. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. Yo, so I haven't talked to you since Russell Westbrook become, became a Laker. Yeah. And I realized that two of your least favorite basketball players in today's basketball are now teammates, and you're going to be the biggest Laker hater ever. I'm not saying, I, I'm not <laughs> saying that they're two of my worst. You know, they're not. They're not. You know, they're good. They're, in the history of basketball, some of the best people to play, to, to play, to play the sport, or at the moment, are still playing the sport. The thing is, as it goes down in history, how good are they going to be? I don't want I don't want this to sound the wrong way. How good are they going to be with a non-manufactured team? Now, I know LeBron got it done in uh uh Cleveland. I know that. Okay? So, that's not as harsh as it sounds. But for the most part, outside of that, we're talking about some some manufacturing. You know, I go back to my uh, Giannis quote in saying, "Hey, I came the team that brought me to the dance. That's the one that I showed up with, and the one that I won with. And I'm not joining no other team." Okay, I know, I know, I know. That's there's different ways of doing it. You just don't get any say in who that team is the first time. <laughs> you know, when you get drafted, you're just stuck with the team. So to expect somebody to stay with, you know, it's, it's rare. You know, it's, it's Gian, Kobe. Giannis it's stuck with, Giannis, Giannis it's, stuck it's, with his team. Right. It's a hit. It's a hit. Well, so far. And he won with that team. Sure. So far. But, I mean, like, he, he, his career is far from over. We don't know that he's going to be in a Bucks jersey forever. But there's there's Tim Duncan. I mean, there's there's very few, there's very few. There's Dirk Nowitzki. You know what I mean? There's there's very few examples now nowadays. You know, uh, it's fewer and fewer. It seems, but uh, not so many players stick with the same team the whole True. career. True. But I I do see the romance in it. I do see like the the very the the special narrative of it. You know, I get why it's why it's appreciated by the fans. That's for sure. Um. But I just think it's going to be interesting to watch this team. You got a you got a bunch of old guys that'll kind of take turns, especially where you look at where Russell Westbrook and LeBron have a lot of overlap in 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 skill set, and that enables them to 
kind of load manage by taking turns, Mm -hmm. you know, taking not necessarily nights, but uh, it could be quarters. It could be whatever plays. And then Anthony Davis is pretty young. And and then you 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 got a bunch of older role players, mm-hmm. but you also have Malik Monk. Yeah, but that's one of the, one of those older role players that you brought in. And I under I understand like the you know why you would do that. You you know there was a value in having Ray Allen off the bench, or, or I mean Ray Allen hitting big shots, or or Robert Ory off the bench, or 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 vets have being around on a playoff runs good. But they were also smart enough to get. Kendrick Nunn and uh, uh, Malik Monk, who are like young, you know, they'll eat up minutes. They'll they're 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 super talented. I don't know. I I kind of like the roster. I would have loved it if it was three years ago, and all these guys were a couple years younger. Right. But I, you know, it's I it's I, I kind of I kind of see the madness in the in how they put the roster together. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then and then there's some teams that appear to be appear to be somewhat stagnant. You know, I mean, what are the Clippers doing? Yeah, it's they're kind of. It seems like they're gonna take it on the chin for a year and let uh, Kawhi Leonard recover from this injury and literally just be out for the year and um, maybe try to get the salary down and not pay so big of a luxury tax this year. Maybe get a decent draft pick and retool for the following year and build around Kawhi coming off of the injury. Um, and that's unfortunate, but at the same time, like. There's not a ton of people lining up to go sign with the Clippers, and you got and they got Kawhi there, and you know, and, yeah, they're gonna, you know, they got eggs in their basket. They're gonna stick with it, and you know, we'll see how it goes. It's really about how he recovers. Right, right. You're know? just gonna rinse and repeat, and and you know what? I mean, if you look at pieces, if you were to take what is it, 32 teams in the NBA, um, if you take 30. No, there's 30. We're there, we want them to go to 32 right, right, right. and add I Seattle and Vegas. 32, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you take, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there will be. It'll be. It's a matter of a couple yep. years. We'll see it soon. If you take all of those teams, liking and liken them to boxes of fine china, and if you throw those those boxes of fine china up in the air, and then they come crashing down, and you go open up all 30 boxes. If five of those boxes still have some very nice pieces of china that could be used for something, even though they're kind of broken, I would say that the Clippers would be in the top five teams of broken china. And, and, and what I'm talking about is broken teams. I'm talking about the Clippers. I'm talking about Golden State. I'm talking about. Uh, I think Golden State probably bounces back a little. Yeah, this I year. think Golden State will. No, there's, you're absolutely right. There's a bunch of teams that you expect, you keep expecting to be better, and they aren't. But uh, the Clippers are, are are a perfect example of that. You know, I always expect the Blazers to be better, and like they they seem seem to not not really know how to improve the situation. You know, they get to that point. You're right. I'm worried the Nuggets are going to take a little bit of a step back. Uh, I I presume that the the Suns might, but you never know. Maybe they get motivated by how close they got last year. With the Lakers, it's interesting talking about the Western Conference right now because the, the, I, I think they're not as strong as they've been over the last couple of years. Now the East is getting better. But with the Lakers, they're kind of built for the playoffs and not the regular season. So I don't expect them to be like the number one seed going into the playoffs. But I could see them making a playoff run if presuming they got healthy. Everybody's healthy, you know. Um but you know who I think is going to win the division is is the Jazz. I think the Jazz are just 
just invested in the parts that were working and are just getting better every, you know, I, I think that they're going to make, now they might not be great in the playoffs, but I think they're, they're going to win the regular season. I think, I think that there's a playbook for a lot of teams, uh, that there's a playbook. And I warned you, I warned you, <laughs> that was a uh, Spirit Airlines. That was a big boy. That was a real big airplane. Air- just <laughs> took right over your head there. You duck. <laughs> Sorry. I, th- I think there's a playbook for a lot of teams. If you go back, um, Oklahoma City Thunder being up three games on the uh, Golden State Warriors when they were when they were in their prime, you might remember that their uh, you know their game plan was to get physical with Golden State. They got up in their grill. Yeah. And I said, you know, for everything that I might not like about Russell Westbrook, he is a more physical guard than either of the two um, uh, guards uh, for Golden State. I says, matter of That was when they had both uh, Clay and Steph uh, super healthy. and. Yeah. And Serge Ibaka and I, I was like, these these guys are more physical and athletic than the Golden State Warriors. They need to out athleticize them, you know. And if you if you ask me, that's kind of what happened with the Bucks this year uh, against the Suns. They're like, hey, wait a minute, <laughs> we are more athletic than they are. We need to we need to just out athleticize them. And and yeah, if you let uh, Booker just stay, stand out there and dance around, yeah, he's gonna slice you up like a like a you know like a Thanksgiving turkey. But if you get up in his grill and if you you know, so what I'm saying what I'm saying is is that a lot more of the a lot of the more athletic, strong teams as opposed to the finesse teams. Um, Michael Jordan said it in The Last Dance. What did he say? Hey, hey, he saw, I mean, he was doing stuff nobody else was doing ever in basketball, gliding through the air, doing all that. He's like, you know what? I need to bulk up. I need to get strong, you know? And once he did that, all the rest was history. Matter of fact, the very next year, once once he said that that year and he came back, bulked up that next year, that's when they started going on their uh, on their running streak. So my point being is, um, and you know, not to run down the teams, but there are those teams that are out there, and then there are those teams that are just so good it doesn't really make a difference. A la, you know, the Nets. You know, okay, well, yeah, yeah you could you could be more athletic than us. Well, catch us, you know. <laughs> yeah, catch us, right? Exactly. Right, right, right. You know. So you could shut down two hey, our two best yeah, players and our I, third I got best a third player. Back we'll drop ninety. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we'll drop. So 90. I think, and it's funny you talked about that bulk, that athleticism, and that bulkiness. When I would argue that LeBron at his in his peak, his best oh, yeah. years was when he was built like a like a tight exactly. end. But he recognized that in order to extend his career as long as possible, mm-hmm. he had to shed some of that weight and slim down a little. Mm-hmm. You know, and that makes sense too. I when you're later, you saw you see a lot of. You know, athletes start really focusing on health and what they're eating and stuff like that. And, you know, even 
you know, Chris Paul and some of these guys, Tom Brady is over in the football world. You see these guys that want to extend their careers really being careful about how, how much weight they carry, you know. Um, but I loved that LeBron. I love it. I love a, a, an aggressive basketball team. Yeah. You know, I think that, uh, I, you know, I just think that's the, that's the fun stuff. Right? Exactly. And then you got uh, DeRozan over on the Bulls now. You got uh... yeah the Bulls are re- the Bulls really they really made a lot of great mm-hmm. moves I think they're a much better roster um, they they complement you know bringing in Lonzo mm-hmm. bringing in DeRozan complements Levine and then you've got a lot of you already had a lot of the pieces a lot of the depth yeah. so I, I I like I like what Chicago's done man they're a, they're a top four team in the uh, in the East for sure yeah um, I I keep. It's impressive. I, I'm interested to see if if the Miami experiment yeah. works with everything they kind of read, uh, you know, how they kind of reorganized them. And I'm interested to see, <clears throat> excuse me, if I'm interested to see if Bradley Beal can carry a team that has like a real roster built around mm-hmm. him. And and still, we don't even know what's going to happen with Ben Simmons and the. I was and the just Sixers. about. I, I can't was just imagine. About to say that I was like, well, they, they haven't been able to talk to him. They haven't even talked to him or anything. Right. So. Uh, I like the Ben Simmons for Wiseman Russell uh, conversation. I like that. I, I like that uh, if he goes to Golden State and Wiseman and Russell show up in Philadelphia, I, I think that'd be a nice. That'd be interesting. That would be an interesting move because him on Golden State's great because he doesn't need to take any shots. You don't because. Every shot he takes is one less that Steph Curry or Klay Thompson's taking. Exactly. So uh, that's that's a great place for him. Yeah. The other place I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing him is in Portland next to Dame. Yes. Like trade him for uh, McCollum and maybe oh, another wow. player well, or, or two you players. Just took 50% and you put of your shooting away if you if you send McCollum. No, over but there. that's that's okay. Dame Lillard hits everything from everywhere. Mm-hmm. So you you know you can still you can find some other shooters to, to add to that offense. But yeah. you could you're not asking Ben Simmons to take a ton of shots, and that's yeah. you know. But if that's but if something he's clearly not comfortable doing. But if you're not asking him to take a ton of shots. Are you saying Dame Lillard now is a shooting guard? Yeah, Ben Simmons can play the play the point. You know, he ran it in in yeah. in, in Philly. You put Dame at the at the two spot and just let him run, go off of Ben Simmons screens, like, and then mm-hmm. let Ben Simmons cover the best offensive player on the other team because he's a potential mm-hmm. defensive player of the year type of talent, and that means right. Dame Lillard has more energy because he doesn't have to. On the defensive side, he's not covering the best player on the other team. He's covering the mm-hmm. next guy. So he has more energy on the offensive side, presumably. Right. You know? Well, I tell you what, uh, something that no one's talked about, and I, I just don't see why he would stay there, is um, Bradley Beal. Like, you know, with that, I mean, that's yeah. that, okay, that experiment happened, and now it's done. I mean, Russell Westbrook is gone. But they've got a lot – there's a lot of talent around him between Rui Achimura and then all the guys they brought over in the in mm-hmm. the Westbrook trade, and then they also signed uh, 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 mm-hmm. or Dinwiddie. Um, I think I I don't know. There's something like there's something I really like about that roster. I think that if Bradley Beal can really step up as like a leader and just like take that crew with him, they can complement him in such a way that he could play some like. 
some like Luca style mm-hmm. basketball and really carry a basketball team. He's got the talent. It's it's whether or not it's all the right pieces, and it kind of seems like it right. might. It, it, did we'll the Mavs see. make we'll any see. moves? Did I miss something? Nothing really, right? They just kind of reinvested a little bit, and I yeah, you you could I could imagine a uh, I could imagine. I mean, maybe you see a Porzingis for Ben Simmons deal or some sort of Porzingis trade um, mm-hmm. and where they get some more pieces. I don't know. I, I, they might not be done is what I'm getting at. Um, I got you. I got you. I just, yeah, I mean, I know. I, I think we can agree that the way the team is as it is now is not going to come out of the West. Right. But they they seem to have the foundation. like. There are yeah, a couple, no, they got the foundation. Right, there are a couple moves away. It feels like I, but they're not there yet. Yeah. I agree fully. They, they're not. They don't have the roster yet, but they have the, 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 the one key super talent that you need. So. Right. So you got to. I mean, you got to compete whether you're in the NBA or the NFL. And with that segue, we got some. We have some uh, massive, massive quarterback competitions going on in the league at the moment. Where's the Where's the one Where's the one that you want to like the biggest one in your mind? Well, oh wow, the <laughs> biggest one. Uh, I mean, they're all kind of they're all kind of big, but the Cam, I mean, the Cam Newton, yeah, and that that's kind of I mean, just because. I just, you know, I just always, Patriots. I always like the idea of letting, whether it's Cam Newton in 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 New England or even Andy Dalton in Chicago, uh, or or Garoppolo in San Francisco. I like the I idea. I think he's got he's got that though. Well, I think so too. But man, that one throw! Oh my god! <laughs> like I got it for. I, I saw that throw. And I was like, oh, that's why they drafted him. Yeah. Okay, um, but yeah. but I will say, uh, I, in those cases, like I just like starting the vet, and just even if it's just till the off week, just to give right. the the rookie a couple more weeks of the playbook, a couple more weeks of mm-hmm. looking at NFL speed and, and talent and everything. I mean. There's a big difference between preseason reps and and regular season reps, and I just think that you, you get them in there at the end of a couple of the first games, get them mm-hmm. get get their legs under them before you start really having them play the whole game. Right. But that's just me. So what the, I mean, I, what do I know? If all the, also like I can't imagine the Jaguars aren't going to start right away with Trevor Lawrence. So. Oh yeah. They, well, he well Trevor Lawrence is definitely starting. Uh, the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to start. Sure. But I mean, what um, else are they going to do? And they were really yeah. smart. And we'll talk about that's the next conference or division that we'll preview. We'll talk about the Jets mm-hmm. and that, and then the Patriots and the Dolphins and uh, 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 who's the other team in that division? Whatever. We'll talk about that division next time. Here's another point. Um, but they the Jets. Jets, Washington, Cowboys. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. Jets, Patriots, doing? Bills, Dolphins. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so, sorry. I'm, I'm, I blew it. I blew it. I forgot the Bills. But the Jets are. I, I just put the Jets in that yeah. division. You're but right. the Jets were really smart where they they traded up and they in their other first round pick this year was like a a versatile offensive lineman who went to USC, who played tackle there, probably played some guard mm-hmm. early in his career and then plays tackle. But he gets to grow alongside the quarterback he's going to be protecting, and I think that's really smart. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, they – so, like, the Jets are thinking about the future. They're not thinking about this year. I think we're going to talk about the Broncos less and less now that you're, 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 you're – 
that now that you're, you know, in Florida, I mean, you know, less uh, less uh, immediate pressure to talk about them. Let but, me be honest with uh, you. Let me be like, hold on. Let me be honest with you. Let me be honest with you. The Dolphins fans aren't much better, better than the Broncos fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. They beat up on them pretty good. I mean, Locke looked pretty good, man. Yeah, dude. He looked pretty good. It didn't. It doesn't hurt to have Teddy Bridgewater in the quarterback room with them, you know, and pushing them and and demonstrating how to be yeah. a pro. Maybe it works out. Yeah. Maybe it works out. You know. Uh, maybe. Maybe I was jumping to conclusions when I said he was horrible, but you know. Yeah. Maybe I was right. We'll see. You <laughs> I'm know, not. I'm uh, not like convinced that he's a pro. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I mean, he's a pro. He's getting paid. But I mean, I'm not like convinced that he's going to have this big career and make a Pro Bowl or anything like that. But you know, if he's serviceable for the rest of his contract, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I I think uh I, I, I did watch the uh Chargers Rams game. I think there was a big brawl at that game. Somebody got into a fight. Hey, but um, I love that shit. Preseason football's uh, great. Everybody's so pissed <laughs> off after hitting their hitting all their the guy their own teammates, they're ready to go hit somebody else and tempers yeah. always flare. People are trying to make no, the I roster. Think, I think I this was in the this was in the crowd. This was in the crowd. <laughs> it was a brawl in the crowd. I'm I'm pretty sure that's who it was. It, but uh, I, they were talking about on the Chargers. I'm pretty sure it's the Chargers. Uh, Chase Daniels was. Uh, he's still in the league. Yeah, he's still there. And they, I, I, I think they were making. They were kind of making fun. Okay, but it was one of those things where it was like, "Ooh, is this a good idea to uh, make?" fun of this guy like this. I think they were talking about his career, 38 or 34 million dollars. Yeah. 38 or 34 million dollars. And I was saying Chase Daniels has he, Oh, and and that he only started five <laughs> He only started five games in his career, 34 38 million dollars. And he's he's <laughs> been on more teams than he's than he started games. Right? Like he's been on a handful of teams. I can remember him in Denver, I can remember him in Houston, and I'm sure there's a bunch of others. And then, obviously, now he's in L.A. with the Chargers. I don't think he'll be playing that much, obviously, they, unless something, God forbid, something happens to Herbert. But uh, I think the Chargers are going to have a pretty good team. they got a great defense, and, I, you know, they should be, uh, they should be impressive this year. Um, and, and watching Herbert develop as a quarterback is going to be fun over the next couple of years. He seems to have the goods, you know? Yeah. He seems yeah, to have the goods. Yeah, I, you know, then then the Rams too. The Rams had uh, it's got, they got the, they got yeah they got that new uh, that that kid that I guess they didn't see too much of last year because there was no preseason. I think his name is Perkins. I think uh, quarterback uh, per, per, Perkins. I think is. I imagine Matt Stafford's going to be out there the whole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's definitely going to be yeah. out. Whoa. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Another airplane, and Woodford is probably going to be the number two. Yeah, but they uh, he's that, uh, what's really impressive about what what or what I'm I'm really excited to see with the Rams is that defense, man. That defense is going to yeah. be just so nasty. Oh, yeah. Aaron Donald's so good, and they've invested it, you know, into that defense, and and they got deeper and and faster. So I exactly they're, they're going to be a tough out, man. They're gonna, especially in the playoffs, they're going to be a tough out, man. Exactly. These are all things that you got to, you know, 
I mean, when you're looking at betting lines and things like that and future bets, you know, yeah. which is where we are now in the podcast, I just, these are the things that you want to look at. I just know? hit, uh, as soon as Carson Wentz went down, uh, when, when, yeah. he, when they found that old injury and they said that he had yeah. to have surgery, I bet them to win the Super Bowl at 28 to 1 because I didn't think that was going to keep him out that long. I, I think the, uh-huh. running, the running attack is what's going to carry that team for the year. Um, I think mm-hmm. Easton's a really solid backup who nobody really knew about, but I remember, you know, he was he was a baller in college. And um, man, I think that offensive line is just so good that they're going to make even a backup and, quarterback and to, look fine. And, the Colts, the Indianapolis that, Colts. I know. And is that to win the Super Bowl oh, yeah. or make it to the Super Bowl? I bet him to win the Super Bowl, but then I also Whoa. I also bet him to make the playoffs. For a, for more okay. for more so that as long as they make the playoffs I turn yeah, a profit it. and then um it's a free roll on the Super Bowl but yeah I, I, awesome. I, I like I like the Colts this year a lot and well again we'll talk about them in you know we, in the when we get to the AFC South but uh, yeah. I, I like next the Colts. few weeks here yeah. yeah yeah we got three more to do AFC uh, East South and we'll end with the West well how is that uh, wait a minute real quick champagne hold on real quick yeah. before we do that. We were talking about quarterback controversies. What's up yeah. with Chicago, man? Is is, is every <laughs> Soldier Fields? Is it Soldier Fields now? Is Justin Fields going to be starting week oh, one? Boy. Dude, I mean, you could – he definitely passed the eye test, okay? I'm like, okay, so just so that you can say that you did your due diligence, you're going you're gonna to start Andy Dalton, okay? And if Andy Dalton, I mean, what if Andy Dalton comes in because he's no pushover? I mean, Andy Dalton is not a bad, uh, I, I could name. He's a pro. At least, I, I, yeah, I could name maybe half the league right now that would love to have Andy Dalton as a backup. They might, too, because there might have to be a trade. <laughs> he might walk in and be like, <laughs> hey, really? I'm not playing at all? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, he's a he's a formidable a formidable backup for real. Well, beyond you know? that, let's so, say let's say some team I don't know who. Let's say Russell Wilson ends up getting injured. Um, I could see them calling about about Andy Dalton or calling the Jaguars yeah. about uh, Gardner Minshew. You know, uh, to come in and, yeah. and and play for them. But ultimately, uh, if, presuming he's on the roster, and again, you know, he's a seasoned vet. He's a pro. I don't see why you wouldn't put Andy Dalton out there, have him teaching, you know, have him demonstrating until Justin Fields right. how to do it. And you know, it's not like your offensive line is that much better than it was last year. You know, you're mm-hmm. you, right. you don't really want the rookie getting hit a million times. Exactly. Yeah. Let Andy Dalton uh, take a couple of those games up. Front, right. You know? Right. And but, you're right. Maybe uh, he I, plays well, and 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 Justin Fields learns something from watching him. Yeah. You know. And then and then what if what if he wins the first three games. What if he wins the first four, the first five, the first six? Maybe you know the the eight. They they end up eight and zero like they did this past year, where they were five and zero or six and zero. Ride the hot yeah, hand. And, you ride the hot hand, yeah. and, then... and and then you know, I mean, what do you what are you gonna do? I you mean, start doing I think a, a package. lot of people. You start doing a package where you're like, yeah, he comes <laughs> out and does like a drive here and there, and you start seeing what you got. You know, but you but, you run with the guy who was winning. Was Aaron Rodgers just that good, or did Aaron Rodgers truly benefit from um, 
being behind Favre? I think so. I think that, A, he learned, you know, not just how to do certain things, but how not to do certain things. But at the same time, I think it pissed him off and fired him up. And we just talked about it. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He saved, uh, you know, two hundred tackles off the beginning of his career. You know, he already yeah. got hit a yeah. lot less, and we're seeing him have a longer career than other people that came in the same time as him. You know, Alex, exactly. How's Alex Smith doing? He's going to be working for ESPN now. I didn't mean to make uh-huh. a joke. That was bad. Yeah, Actually, yeah. I shouldn't have said that. That was an incredible, <laughs> incredible recovery from injury. But he's working for right. ESPN this year. You know, and Aaron yeah. Rodgers is still out there. You know. Yep. No, you're right. You're right. Those and are the things that you think about. And it's the fucking uh, MVP they, they last year. He was a game away from the freaking game away yeah. from the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, you're absolutely. You're absolutely right. And I think, I think, I think with with the Bears though that their defense is so. I mean, I think their defense is one of the better defenses in the league. So yeah, I think. That by um, Andy Dalton or Fields going up against that defense in you know practice and whatever, they're gonna get a lot of a, a lot of you know uh, good practice. And if Fields if Fields waits a whole half a year, I mean, what's a half a year when uh, Rodgers waited three? What is four it, three or years? three or whatever? Yeah, four, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, so. I, I know we. I know that's not the way that they do things now. They just right out of you know, right out of college, right onto the gridiron. You know, I mean, I, I got it. But anyway, they're just trying to take advantage of people on rookie contracts. You know. Um, yeah. All right. Well, listen. You were about to ask me how my Perdomo champagne is, and it is fantastic. And I think it's a lot of it's the setting. As the, the mm-hmm. now that it's nighttime out here, it's the, there's a nice breeze coming <laughs> off the water. I'm out. I'm looking at the boats. You know, like it's a, yeah. It's a pretty. It's nice. it's a pretty perfect. It's a pretty perfect situation. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty happy right here, enjoying this cigar nice. on this evening. Have you located a cigar shop mm. near you? Now, are fortunately part of the reason I I wanted to move here was my boy's friends here. That's my homie, and he, mm-hmm. you know, he, I, I I I didn't want to go somewhere where I didn't have friends or family already existing because I, I like being able to call a friend and be like, hey, where do I go get fill in the blank? Where do I, you know, where's the best place right. for whatever? He, he, ha- he, you know, knows the lay of the land, we'll say. And he says there's a cigar lounge very close to here that I'm going to love mm-hmm. and that uh, we'll probably go to this weekend at some point. So um, mm-hmm. I'll be checking it out. I'll be scoping it out. You know, my first weekend, I flew right back to Denver for the Wu-Tang Clan. And, you know, it was, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was nice seeing you briefly at the poker table. Sorry about your yeah. chip stack. Um, but I very <laughs> much, I, I liked how mine grew. It was really nice. Yeah, I, yeah. I you had did fun. pretty good. I had you did fun. pretty good. <laughs> it made for a nice weekend. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, this weekend's like kind of my first real weekend here. And I'm sure uh, I'll check that place out and maybe some other spots. Maybe go down to Little Havana uh, on Sunday, you know. Um, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. So sweet, yeah, yeah. Well, my uh, Plan B uh, by Oscar yeah. is it's great. You know, sometimes, sometimes you know, I want a cigar that you know doesn't cost uh, high on the totem pole, yeah. But yet, I can appreciate that it's a well put together cigar, and and I like that cigar. I mean, it's I uh, 
for the price. I just like that cigar. So Yeah, the Connecticut and the Maduro, they're both good. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, man. Well, listen, we'll talk soon. Let's uh we got we got to make sure we got we have three more divisions to talk about. So I got to do three more podcast yep. episodes before the kickoff of the season and then we'll start mm-hmm. talking about the survivor. So you know, survivor's guide to the NFL. We'll have to uh we'll have to get you into the survivor pool this year. That uh, that I'm always yes. in every year. It's a good one. You're gonna love it. And uh, all right, we'll all right. Uh, we'll we'll get rolling on the regular season. I'm excited. Okay. All right, man. We'll talk soon. All right. Later, buddy. Later. That was another episode of Bet Your Ash. We'd like to thank some people at the end of our podcast episodes, and those people include. Connor and Binsky, Tyler, Timmy, Nebraska, and Corey Collins, Casey Earl Flynn. Most importantly, you, the listener. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. We, well, I guess one of us still record. Bet your ash. On the studio level of Capital Cigars, 919 East Colfax Ave, the finest cigar lounge in the world. Happens to be in Denver, Colorado. It is the best. And you should stay in touch with us. It's at Bet Your Ash Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you very much, and we will talk to you again soon.